Welcome to Focus and Vision with Gino Wickman, where we're helping you master EOS. In this episode, we're cutting out the distractions and getting clear on what drives your business. As Gina will share in the episode, you're often sitting on your own diamond mine. So having the tools to keep you focused and stop distractions from the shiny stuff is key. The exercise for narrowing down your focus comes in two steps, identifying your purpose and getting clear on your niche. Now here's Gino. The second section and the second question is, what is your core focus? There is an epidemic in business, and that epidemic is that companies get off track. It doesn't take much for an organization to get off track in the hustle and bustle of the business world. Businesses can easily become distracted by opportunities that are wolves in sheep's clothing. Others falsely assume that since they are succeeding in one business, they can succeed in any, while others simply get bored. Your job as a leadership team is to establish your organization's core focus and not let anything distract you. Many things have the potential to distract us from our core focus. Steve, a member of one of my client's leadership teams, calls it shiny stuff. A competitor, a new idea, a new product, and poor advice that looks like good advice at the time are just a few examples. The central concept of a core focus has been given many different names over time, including mission statement, vision statement, core business, sweet spot, the zone, and the ball, as in keep your eye on. In his book, The Eighth Habit, Stephen Covey calls it voice. Dan Sullivan calls it unique ability. And in Good to Great, Jim Collins calls it the hedgehog concept. I call it core focus because it should come from the company's core and you must stay laser focused on it. Russell H. Conwell's story, Acres of Diamonds, illustrates the power of knowing your core focus. To paraphrase the story, there was once a man named Ali who owned a large farm with many orchards. Ali was perfectly content with his life until one day when a local priest told him how the Almighty had created diamonds and how one stone the size of your thumb was worth enough to purchase an entire country. As the story goes, Ali went to bed a poor man that night. He sold his farm and set out to seek a fortune of diamonds. After years of searching all over Palestine and Europe and not finding a single diamond, he ended up penniless. In a fit of despair, he threw himself into a raging tide and drowned. Soon afterward, the purchaser of Ali's farm was visited by the same priest that told Ali about the diamonds. The priest noticed a small diamond on the mantelpiece and asked, Where did you find this? To which the man replied, There's a brook that runs through the farm, and it's full of them. So here, Ali went searching the world to find his diamond mine, and all along, right under his feet, was his own acres of diamonds. Most people are sitting on their own acres of diamonds. The surest way to lose your diamond mine are to get bored, become overambitious, or start thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Find your core focus, stick to it, and devote your time and resources to excelling at it. 
When business owners get bored, there is always the potential for them to get distracted by the shiny stuff and inadvertently sabotage what they've built. Fading passion and losing sight of why you're in business are other pitfalls that could lead to the same fate. Defining your core focus will return you to your original levels of clarity and excitement. A great example of a company distracted by shiny stuff was Broder and Saxe Real Estate Services. Just prior to starting the EOS process, the real estate management company had dodged a bullet. This particular bullet came in the form of a business proposal from a man who wanted Broder and Saxe to buy an industrial building he owned so he could start an engine powder coating company. The deal was that he would lease the building from Broder and Saxe and would use the proceeds of the sale to build the line and the facilities. The man had customers already lined up. He just needed to build the infrastructure and open its doors. On paper, it was a million-dollar idea. Excited by the prospect, co-owners Rich Broder and Todd Saxe decided to go one step further and partner with the man in the powder coating business. After investing a million dollars of their own money and a year and a half of their time, Rich and Todd eventually closed the business. In the three months it had been open, it had lost a total of $300,000. Clearly, it was the worst business decision of their careers. There was, however, a silver lining. Six months later, someone stepped in and bought the company for almost as much as they had put into it. Quite frankly, they got lucky. On the other hand, they still lost a year and a half of time and focus on their core business and their core focus. And that loss is incalculable. Their mistake is now known around the office as a CCT, which stands for the short-lived company's name, Capital Coding Technologies. Now, whenever they see something shiny, they jokingly dub it a CCT and direct their energies toward their core. Broder and Saxe's core focus is owning and managing real estate, not powder coating. While a new idea may look like a no-brainer on paper, it's simply not worth doing if it's not a part of your core focus. When your core focus is clear, you're going to come to several important realizations. You realize that certain practices, people, and sometimes entire divisions and or product lines don't fit into your core focus. As a direct result of this discovery, past EOS clients have gotten rid of entire departments and excelled as a result. For example, Image One, a $7 million laser printer service and supply company, was clear on its core focus. It eliminated its computer networking business unit and focused entirely on simplifying its clients' printing environments. The decision was a painful and emotional one, but the company did it. As a result, it's grown by an average of 30% every year of the past four, resulting in a sale to a publicly traded company in its industry for very high multiples. Image One's president and co-owner Rob Dubay says, the decision to close our company division after six months was a turning point in our company's history. Once our core focus was clear, there was no turning back. Incidentally, Rob and Joel have purchased the company back and continue to grow it at 30% per year. Image One was also recently selected as the Small Business of the Year by Crane's Detroit Business 
and also as a finalist for the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Simply put, decide what business you are in and be in that business. As the old saying goes, he who chases two rabbits catches neither. Or, as Al Reese pointed out in his book Focus, imagine a medical practice saying to itself, we are known as terrific brain surgeons, so let's get into the heart, liver, lung, and limb business. I'm always amused when a client looks at another industry and says, boy, I wish I were in that business. It's so much simpler than ours. I think to myself, oh, if only they knew. In other words, I've yet to see a simple business that is easy to run. They all take work. Success in one kind of industry doesn't necessarily dictate success in another. You can only succeed in the kind of business that is right for you and your team. As Jim Collins puts it in his best-selling book, Good to Great, you have to figure out what you're genetically encoded to do. That's a vital point. The combination of your talents and your passions combined with your leadership creates something unique that no other company has. And that something is your core focus. You must uncover what it is, and the following exercise is designed to help you do exactly that. Here is how to determine your core focus. First, you and your leadership team should define with absolute clarity two truths. Number one, your reason for being, and number two, your niche. Core focus is actually very simple. Don't overthink it. You simply lock your leadership team in a room for a minimum of two uninterrupted hours. Start by asking them to write the answers to two questions. Number one, they need to write down the answer to, why does your organization exist? What is its purpose? cause, or passion. And question number two they need to write the answer to is, what is your organization's niche? Once everyone has finished, go around the table and have them share what they've written. Then open up the discussion for debate and talk as a group. Do this with both questions, one at a time, until you're on the same page and have each answer down to just a few words. Be warned, you may need several sessions to complete this task. Be patient and remember not to overthink or overanalyze. Like core values, your core focus already exists. It's just a matter of chiseling away the non-core items before you get it. When answering question one, and your purpose, cause, or passion is clear. A rule of thumb is that you will not be able to tell what business you're in. You should be able to take this purpose, cause, or passion into any industry. This will also keep you from confusing it with your niche. When your purpose, cause, or passion is clear, it should meet all eight points of the following checklist. Number one, it's stated in three to seven words. Number two, it's written in simple language. Number three, it's big and bold. Number four, it has an aha effect when it's heard. Number five, it comes from the heart. Number six, it involves everyone. Number seven, it's not just about money. 
And number eight, it's bigger than a goal. Examples of purposes, cause, or passions in other organizations are Cunningham Limps, a general contractor. Theirs is customer delight. McKinley, a real estate property management and investment company, is to enrich the quality of life in their communities. Image one, as I talked about earlier, is to build a great company with great people and great results. And Schechter Wealth Strategies, a financial services company, is to create lifelong relationships and raving fans. When answering question two, your niche should be simple. It will ultimately become a filtering mechanism for your team to make its decisions as you go forward. As Orville Redenbacher said, do one thing and do it better than anyone else. Some examples are Autumn Associates, an insurance company which is creating the right program with the right coverage for the right clients. As I already said, Orville Redenbacher, his was simply popcorn. Atlas Oil Companies is moving gallons. Again, Image One's is simplifying companies' printing environments, and McKinley's is solving complex real estate problems. With your niche and your organization's reason for being crystal clear, you now have a core focus. Once your core focus is clear, you'll need to stay true to it. If a new business opportunity doesn't fit, don't do it. If someone on the leadership team tries to throw something incongruent over the wall, you get to throw it back. Let it be your filtering mechanism for all future decisions. Here are some real-world core focus examples with both questions answered. Asphalt Specialist Inc., ASI. Their passion is winning, and their niche is quality asphalt paving. Xenocomp, a technology company's passion is creating efficient solutions, and their niche is worry-free technology that protects and grows their clients' businesses. Ronish Construction Group, a general contractor, their purpose is to exceed people's expectations, and their niche is meeting the schedule in all facets of construction. And Image One's combined, when you pull it all together, it's a passion of building a great company with great people and great results in a niche of simplifying companies' printing environments. With those real-life examples in mind, I want to share a story with you of two brothers. Alongside two other partners, brothers Tyler and Jonathan Smith founded a small technology business designing high-end websites with back-end web applications. Once they realized their current business no longer fit their personal core focus, they left the business to their partners and each went out to build successful businesses in line with their core focus. Jonathan went on to co-found Wave Dispersion Technologies, a company that provides coastline security for countries all over the world. His company made Inc. Magazine's list of 500 fastest-growing private companies in 2007. And Tyler, with his new partner Brad, built the web retail company Niche Retail, taking it from startup to $15 million in revenue in just four years. 
Tyler and Brad were finalists for the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, and Niche Retail was named 300 on Inc. Magazine's list of the 500 fastest-growing private companies in 2006. Illuminate your core focus, and you could generate those same results as well. One important point, clarifying your core focus assumes that you have a financial model that works. With that being the case, it's just a matter of focusing on and executing your vision so that the profit will follow. You may know that in golf, the face of a golf club has a sweet spot. While its actual size varies depending on the club, let's assume it's about 50% of the face. To the degree you hit the ball on the sweet spot, the ball goes further, it goes straighter, contact feels better, and you'll score better. The same applies to your business. Just like a golf club, your business has a sweet spot. And now that you have clarified your core focus, you know what that sweet spot is. And assuming you stay in your sweet spot, which might be around 50% of your market, your business will go further and score better in terms of profitability. Once your core focus is clear, your people, your process, your systems can be put in place to drive it with consistency. And until you've exhausted every opportunity in your core focus, don't allow yourself to get distracted by shiny stuff.